Hello, Spanish lovers. Hola, hola, amantes del español. Welcome to episode three of my conversation with Nerea Torres, a native from Mexico. And, uh, well, we covered quite a few things in the first two episodes. Mexico, language, how Mexico sees the rest of the Spanish-speaking world, Latin America in particular. And now we have to look at Spain. We're going to point specifically at the place of origin of the Spanish language, Spain. Well, you know, Christopher Columbus came to America and he brought, among other things, language, religion, that plays a huge part, evidently, in the Latin American life. So we'll talk about that. How do Mexicans see Spain? How do they feel about Spain? But the conversation from there will go into Netflix, racism, representation of diversity, and listen to the name of this place, Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Do you know where that is? Doesn't it sound so very Mexican? Well, it's not in Mexico. Well, it is. Well, you'll hear the conversation. And we'll end with a view from the other side. I'm going to tell you a story of how Spaniards, people from Spain, see the way us, Latin Americans, speak Spanish. Let's get to it. Nerea Torres, episode number three of a Spanish We Do with her. Evidently, uh, we're, we're talking about the Spanish and all things connected to it. Of course, Spain is a super huge part of it. The history of Latin America is defined by the arrival of Christopher <laughs> Columbus in 1492. That's one of the points. Of course, there was no Spanish in where well, there was not even Latin America before the arrival of Christopher Columbus in the sense that yeah. the name didn't exist. There was nothing <laughs> from the Romans in, in this continent in this area of the world before that. And then, well, it happened as it happened, uh, the conquest, violence, and all, and all that kind of thing. And the other defining point was independence for all those Latin American countries when mm -hmm. they separated from Spain beginning of the 19th, 19th uh, century. Uh, Napoleon comes from France, invades Spain. People in Latin America say, okay, they're busy trying to stay alive in Spain, <laughs> let's claim independence. So in that first part of the 19th uh, century, most Latin American countries just got their independence. Well, not easily. It's not like they yeah. say, we're independent now. And the Spanish said, yeah, we're basically with Napoleon. No, 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 it wasn't like that. There was a, an intense uh, series of battles. But, okay, but of course, the relationship is there, is unavoidable. So how do you, how do you think Spain is seen from... Mexico. When you think Spain, what do, do people think of? Football, maybe? Soccer, if you call it from the US, or something else? No, I would say like like, so like football, 100%, like people that adore Spanish football. But um, I think in the media that, I, that I'm involved because of the people that I hang out and stuff, like it's just like a disattachment from at least in my, my point of view, not right. Like, uh, I mean, it's super hard because even, uh, the religion that it's like very, um, perpetrated in, in, in Mexico. And I guess yeah. in all Latin America, like the Catholic religion that came with the Spanish people. Um, and also like, um, there's this thing, at least in Mexico, before because right now as i said like the mediums and social media helped a lot on this like unpacking this thing of why do people want to like for example physically the more you look like a 
European, mm-hmm. the, the more like the more look, good looking you are, like those type of stereotypical and and racist uh, ideas, right? That right now are are being like I, I, we're throwing that to the trash where it belongs because yeah. what the hell? Like we look like we look, and that's it. Um, so, so yeah, well, representation think, is important thing. Yeah. Representation is important thing. If you only see, if, well, before you only saw European looking. Uh, yeah, in the TV, it's economies. just like, I want to look like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where it goes. Right. So it's good. It's, and it's spreading. And you know what's, what's helping, I think, positively? And it's going to sound odd and probably not on purpose. Netflix. Because yeah. in, the shows you oh, see in Netflix, they're going completely the, the opposite way of soap operas. They're going the other way. They're, they're going more local. So yeah. they become more interesting. You see different types of people. And um, I don't know, at least from my part, and I hope most people enjoy it and say, wow, this is great. I love it. Like the yeah, more the different the, the show, day, the more I like it. Yeah, diversity and representation, it's the way to go. I mean, it's not like 100% it matters and it's the way to go. Because at the end of the day, why do I want to watch a, a TV show or a movie that portrays the same story, the same type of people, the same type of language, the same everything. Like, that's not fun. Like, I want to learn more. Like, for example, I was watching this TV show called Zero on Netflix that it was uh, an Italian, well, it is an Italian TV show. Mm -hmm. And the cast was like, I think, 90% black. And to me, it was like, well, I've never seen a TV show, like an Italian TV show that portrays uh, black people, Italian black people. And yeah. I looked in, in uh, Google and it was like the first TV show ever, uh, like the, the first Italian TV show with this amount of cast. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I was like super excited about it because you get to see those realities. Like, of course, like, huh? like if we, if you, if you only see Mexicans as, I don't know, super as white Mexicans, it's just like, you I don't think people might think like only white people are in Mexico, but like, yeah. you know, like you try, you try well, to watch. There's also the, the other thing. There's also the other thing, the, the other side of, of the coin. And, and I don't know, they sound like they, they, in, in this conversation we had in the last few minutes, they are on the privileged side, but it is white and, and very white and in uh, light eyes, uh, Latin Americans who are very Latin Americans with their culture and the way they speak and all of that. And in the U.S., people, they tell like, but white, where do you learn Spanish? What do you mean where I learned Spanish? <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it's good. It's good that the representation is, is opening up. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, the, the other part of it is like to find those shows, you sort of have to look for them. But well. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's coming like part more, of the and deal. more and more and part yeah. of the deal. So the influence of Spain, one of the things we, we were talking about before, and, and it is, yeah, there are words from Nahuatl that are mm-hmm. part of Spanish and are used in Spain. Of course, chocolate, one of them, best word in the history of mankind. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the influence of Spain in Latin America is undeniable. And one interesting reference or interesting way of, of finding out for me at, at least was coming to Spain and finding the names of places that I thought were from Latin America. And you say, like we mentioned before, you are in Merida in Mexico. Mm-hmm. There is a Merida in Venezuela too. In other countries of Latin America, most likely. But there is a Merida in Spain that I guess is going to be the oldest one of all of those. And there is one place that always sounded to me 
so very Mexican. And then I go to Spain and I find out there is a Guadalajara in what? Spain. I didn't know that. That's, are you insane? That sounds so very Mexican. Yeah, that's, that's our culture. I mean, it's a huge city in Mexico, but Guadalajara is like a, also like a very, very Mexican place where mariachis and, and all those stuff, like where they are rooted and it's like super interesting. And like culturally, there's a lot of, of roots there. There you go. Um, you didn't <laughs> so, know that there was a Guadalajara there. I, I don't know the history of Guadalajara, but I, I just heard Well, it. the tequila, the tequila is made there. The best tequila in, I mean- not Wait, Guadalajara, they, Mexico. Let's make it very clear. Uh, yeah, 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 of course. Not, not this one over here. Not Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, in Guadalajara, Mexico, yeah. there, where, that's the place where the tequila is produced. There is this, a town called Tequila where all the tequila is produced. And so, yeah, yeah there's nothing more Mexican, yeah. I guess, it's in like, the I don't know, of the world. English, <laughs> English conquerors, they made it easy because they added the word new before. So New York, okay, <laughs> this is a new one. New Zealand, the, the guys from the Netherlands. Okay, this is a New Zealand. But no, they hear they just the Spanish came and just, uh, let's call Whatever. it Madrid. Let's call yeah. it Madrid. That's what it's going to be. And yes, there are Madrid in Latin America, but yes. So <laughs> I think we should start like a rumor, like Guadalajara didn't exist. And it was like Mexicans who founded it here in Spain because they came back. <laughs> you know, yeah. we should make well, a Netflix show about that. Yeah, and also Guadalajara, it's so famous that at the end, I think if you say Guadalajara, people, I like to think they will think in Mexico. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Nerea, I think this conversation could go on for days. It's a yeah. very interesting conversation. But well, I guess we covered some part of the language, part of the culture, and part of the, I don't know, let's say the personal feeling between people. Uh, different people from different places. But there's one reality, I think. And it is that I think in Latin America, in particular, Spain is a little bit part of it, but it's, of course it's farther away. There's an ocean, an ocean uh, of, of separation between Latin America and Spain. But there's like a common, I don't know, it's weird, but because politically and economically, the connection of Latin America is not very good. It is not, uh, but personally, Whenever I had the opportunity to get together with people from different Latin American countries, there is like that, I don't know, automatic connection that's always there. There is that, that feeling of, of, I don't know, familiarity. Yeah. Let's say like, I don't know, a cultural friendship. Let's call it like that. Yeah. Do you feel the same? Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Like, it doesn't matter like where I am. If there's someone from Latin America, I think the bond is there. It's like, yeah, where are you from? I'm from Bogota. Oh, yeah, really? Blah, blah, blah. They just start talking and yeah, the bond is there. It's like uh, we're from the same place, but not the same place, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, I yeah, and, and it's odd, but media has played a, a huge part there. Those old, yes. those soap operas, those Mexican shows like El Chavo, Chapulín mm -hmm. and all of that. The Simpsons being dubbed in, in Mexico with a very Mexican uh, vocabulary, that kind of thing. So, well, people from Spain, we like you too. Don't worry. We know. We know the language came from you. That's fine. Uh, you know, I have a friend here in Spain who says people in Latin America speak. This is it's going to be another story. So but we, maybe we can close with that or just have a few minutes of conversation after that. But uh, he says we uh, speak 
Sirenito, which is What? from Mermaid. From, uh, and he says we speak Mermaid, people from Latin America, and he's from Spain. The story behind it is like I said, what? What do you mean we speak Sirenito, like the language of mermaids? And it is, well, the thing is that uh, for Spain, dubbing also for Disney movies and all those animated movies was done in Mexico as well. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in those, let's say, golden years of dubbing mm -hmm. for, for the Spanish-speaking world. And La Sirenita, The Little Mermaid, was just about the last one that was oh, dubbed okay. in Latin America, Mexico in particular, and then uh, Disney and, and other uh, animation production companies started dubbing specifically for Spain. So mm -hmm. they have in their heads that The Little Mermaid speaks in a Latin American accent or a Mexican oh, accent okay. in particular. So he was with some friends downloading pirate movies and <laughs> they just said Spanish and they downloaded the movie. And one of them, they, they just go ahead and play it. And one of them says, oh man, you downloaded this in Sirenito <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of the Spanish spoken in Spain. Yeah. But so that's why he says we in Latin America speak Sirenito. But he tell them, well, but you speak a Spanish beta version, which is the imperfect <laughs> one. So we're even. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, Nelia, thanks so much for, for your time. As I said, I think we could be speaking like for ages. So maybe we should do a second edition sometime in the future. For sure, for sure. Go into very interesting things that maybe you have discovered from your own point of view and that kind of thing. So yeah. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks. No, thank you I, I hope you didn't feel too, too pressured to represent over 120 million people in Mexico. <laughs> That's impossible. That's impossible. I have to say, well, unfortunately, I have lost some trust in Mexican predictions after the world didn't end, as the Maya calendar <laughs> said. We would, have, we would not have gone through the pandemic, but anyway. But sure. I don't know. I haven't been to Mexico. I love to go to, to Mexico and... and, and I don't know, like, like get that real feeling person-to-person -person connection. Let's hope we can do that sometime. Yeah, for sure. Gracias, you come and try all the food. Yes, yes. Oh, the food. Yes, we didn't talk about the food. You, you see, for the next episode. How spicy is it? <laughs> how, how spicy, how hot can you take? <laughs> sure. Thank you, you very much for inviting me. I really like it. Thank you. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Hasta pronto. And there you have it, last three episodes, a broad view, a broad and super interesting conversation with a native of Mexico. For the next episode, we'll go completely the other way because I'm going to talk with a person who is uh, not a native of a Spanish-speaking country and she'll tell us how a Scandinavian country, Sweden, sees Spain, Spanish, the language, Latin America, and all of that. See you then. Chao, chao, chaito, adiós, hasta pronto, hasta luego, nos vemos allí.